There's also Steam's recommending it to me because of Gone Home, which, if you remember, was one of my game of the year picks when on a previous previous episode. So, M. Cole, the other game I played last oh, night God, no. went by the name of Gone Home. No! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shenantics. Very special episode today uh, on multiple levels. It is, uh, first of all, for those of you guys that celebrate Christmas, uh, bright and early unwrapping of a new episode of Shenantics. It's like the best present you're going to receive all day today. But also, it is our last episode of 2017 with me, M. Cole, and my best old buddy in the world, Skanky. How you doing today, Skanky? Hello, world. Did you also mention it's episode 50? Oh my gosh, and it's episode 50. It's like triple threat of awesomeness. Dude, it's a lot of stuff in this one podcast. I know. I just, I don't, we can't, it's bursting at the seams of awesomeness. I can't. Can think, I be honest? It. Yes. No, yes. Let me, let's be honest for a second here. All right. I'm not in the right state of mind to record this podcast right now. But why? Well, you know what? With all the things that we have going on that's episode mm -hmm. 50 it's like almost christmas end of 2017 i just streamed for six hours you're I'm right a tired boy yeah you're right let's just we'll we'll call it here i think I've, all right thanks for listening guys <laughs> thanks for listening skanky could you do the outro for us real quick nah actually let's keep going with the podcast actually right. if that's fine <laughs> yeah. all right all right i guess i guess we'll keep going <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I'll push through for you. Uh, for, for I'll push you. through so I can hear you do the outro. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know that's your favorite part of every week. Just oh, the, I love the outro. I hear love the, it. Hear the um, call outro. So. If I could have that as my alarm in the morning, you reading the outro, I mean, I would never, I would never get up because I'd be like, oh, it's the end of the day. <laughs> it's the end of the day. Just it's go back end. to sleep. Forget go it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Now, real, real question for you. Um, Tell me. Have you thought and considered this before I, I've told you this, this thing that you don't know. No, but you, I, have, I really think you should sit down and you should consider possibly using your stream start music as your alarm. Because I feel like it'll give you a little bit of the anxiety of like things are starting up uh, and like my day is starting. I got to get up and like it's all going to go. I got to log on to chat, say hi to everyone. Like I feel like it'd be perfect. Like the skanky stream start music would be just spot on for an alarm. I'm actually not kidding because I think I now want to use your start music as my morning <laughs> alarm. I think I listen to that song too much already now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I listen to half of that song every sing almost every single day. Oh man. Yeah, do you only play half of it in your intro? I do only start play thing? half of it. Okay. I've always wanted to increase my intro screen to be the mm -hmm. whole song. Mm -hmm. Um but like I don't know what I want in an intro screen. Like how do you like I don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, yours is tough because your intro is actually like a video, right? So like you have to yeah, add in more video. content where mine is just a looping video. So it's like mine can be whatever length it needs to be um, just because yeah. it just keeps looping. So. That's true. That That's kind of nice. I like that. It is nice. Yeah. And like I could do a looping thing too, but I don't I just don't know exactly what I would want on it. Like I, I had all these dreams of having this sick animation. Mm -hmm. and like of me like running through different video games that i play like mm -hmm. trying to get to the end of the game and stuff but it's like yeah i don't have a spare five thousand dollars um <laughs> yes. so i don't know if that's gonna happen yeah no it's true I've, i i've also had like just like ideas of like different things i wanted in my intro thing and like some of it's especially like when you have to work with other people like it's 
very hard to coordinate and execute on things like that. Like if I had the skills myself, then like maybe I can take it if I find the time, but or I can make it if I find the time. But it's it's tough. It's tough. It's really yeah. It's hard. Like I would really love a sick intro one yeah. day. I lo- I really day. like your intro though. I've always liked your intro. I thought oh, I, th- I always thought it was really solid. That's a thanks. really good one. So and I always I feel- like when people come like at the beginning of the stream. They're like, "Hey, I've never seen the intro before." <laughs> Well, there it is. Well, there. Well, welcome. Congratulations. Welcome. You made it. Welcome. Um, and but I feel like the music lines up really well with your intro. Is why another reason I really like it. So. Hell yeah! Edited the shit out of that bad boy. <laughs> it's just perfectly crafted. It was it perfect. Lots, lots of heart and soul went into that. You can tell a lot of heart. Yeah, I, I recorded that whole thing. It took me a while. Yeah. yeah so an H one Z one. Yeah. An H one Z one just survive. I recorded that intro. Oh man. Rip. That's crazy. Rip. That's crazy. Well, I mean, if you want to create a new one, you can always do it in a Fortnite like survival mode. Oh god. <laughs> but then I have to pay for it. That's true. That's true. I no, you have Fortnite. Oh yeah, I do. You do <laughs> I was like Wait, oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Shit. Oh wow, I feel god. very I feel very un like I feel like you should feel unappreciated now. No, 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 no. I, I no. I always feel appreciated by you, Skinky. Oh, stop! You're gonna make me cry on it's, episode fifty. I, I, it's it's been uh it's been it's been it's almost been a year. It's almost been a year. I was actually thinking about Jeez. this. So like this is episode fifty, last episode of twenty seventeen. Our next episode re- literally launches on uh, New Year's Day, and then the episode after that's gonna be our one year anniversary episode, I believe. Yeah, right, fifty-two episodes. In. Yeah, am I doing the math right? I think. I think so. I'm not. Or is really fifty-three but... like fifty-three is the start of a new year of podcasts, right? Fifty-two. Uh-huh. We. I don't, I don't know. Either way, we're getting. We're we're near. We're near like we're, a big we're milestone. There. We're yeah. there. We're almost there. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, if we plan this better, we can always have like fifty be the milestone or like the big thing every fifty interval of fifty, and then just take two weeks off, so it always lines up like our anniversary ones on episode fifty. But uh, yeah. No, that's not. Uh, nah, we're not gonna. We not haven't gonna taken a day off yet. No, that's true. That's true. We have somehow. A week off, I mean, yeah, we've somehow yeah. managed to fit this in every week. So yeah, somehow. A little <laughs> weird, been, right? Yeah, it, it, it is a little weird. It is a little weird. Can um, I bring up something a little depressing first before we jump into this podcast a little bit yeah, more seriously. Course. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I was thinking about the other day? What? Well, first, okay, this started. This started because yesterday. I, you ever have like that moment where you're like, hey, remember that streamer that one time I watched and I totally forgot what happened to them and I want to see what's going on? Yes. Like I don't see them in my following list anymore. Yeah. And so I went to go find this guy. He's an Italian streamer. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching him play Atlas Life with Lyric a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did some IRL stuff. I was like, hey, like I was wondering why, like I haven't seen him in a while. Um, I actually found him originally playing h1z1 with like mm-hmm. 10 viewers or whatever and i mean once he joined atlas life with lyric like he skyrocketed like he did he did really really well he got partnered like oh, a couple wow, of months yeah. after that mm-hmm. and like he was doing killer this is when h1z1 was like a big thing too by the way mm-hmm. so um i went to go see what was going on and then i go to his stream just to find out that his title is saying nope i'm not gonna stream again oh wow like, oh that's not good. I got to see what's going on. Yeah. So I went to his past broadcast and I watched his last stream ever. And it was so heartbreaking. Oh no. It was really sad. And he was really sad too. 
and he wouldn't exactly explain why it was his last stream, mm-hmm. but he said that he was going away for a month. And mm-hmm. then and then he was now I see him on Twitter like traveling places and stuff, which is cool. Good for him. Yeah. But like it kind of got me a little sad. Yeah, that's like, sad. It's like you think that you're doing this thing for a while. You know, we've mm-hmm. been doing this. We're, we've been around the block, I feel mm-hmm. like, at this point. You know, some yeah. guy comes into my chat today doing, slash me, donates $2. I'm like, oh, man, like, <laughs> <laughs> you really got me. You know, like, so I think we've been around the block. I feel like I'm an old man now in streaming. Yes. I feel already. Yeah. I'm already getting grumpy. Um, <laughs> like, I don't take shit anymore. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Back in the day, you could mess with me, but now I don't really give a fuck anymore. Yeah. But, um... I felt really like, not that it's gonna happen, but I felt like, how am I? How is this gonna end for me? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. There was a point that I didn't tell anybody about where I almost got a job, a different mm-hmm. job, where I probably wouldn't have been able to stream. Mm-hmm. And it honestly crossed my mind that I would have to stop streaming. Yeah. And it became a very difficult decision for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually saying, I really hope I don't get this job because I don't know if I want to stop streaming, which is a stupid thing. <laughs> I think because it's your fucking job and you should focus on that shit. Yeah, but I'm sorry, we have a lot of things to talk about this podcast. No, no, <laughs> I really like where this is going though. No, because I feel like I feel like this is I feel like this is it's important. It's because it's important for I feel like a few reasons because um a lot of what streaming is and when you first start out and it's like it's also like this like big passion project that it feels like there is no end point right like when you first start like yeah i'll keep doing this and you even see this with bigger streamers and where someone might come to their chat and it's it a lot of times it sounds trolly but i feel like with some people it's actually a legitimate question that they're asking they're like they're like oh cool you 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 know you stream full time like what are you doing next or what are you going to do when you're like no longer a streamer and stuff like that and Mm. a lot of the big streamers um and bigger partners they say like no this is what it is there yeah i mean there this is there isn't like an end or a game plan or an exit strategy or anything like that like i plan on just always streaming and um i feel like there are times where things come up where like you know, it might be where it's not possible for you to stream anymore and you deal with like hard decisions with that, which is also, you know, tough and kind of, uh, kind of sad, I think at times. Yeah, it is. Uh, Like the best example that I like to kind of relate it to is, especially for those of us that are, that do it as a hobby, right? Like if you picked up any other hobby, it can stop and end just on a whim or whenever you want or just by nature of it not happening anymore. A great example is that when I was in college, I really like loved taking pictures, right? Like now I wouldn't even call it like amateur photography. It was like I found a fancy camera, took pictures and I thought they were amazing and they were probably, you know, halfway decent um but i i really like i would spend a lot of time taking photos you know um developing them in lightroom and just like you know posting my line back when Flickr was a thing and then ah, like yeah right and then like life took a different turn and i got busy with something else or i lost interest and i just stopped doing it but it didn't really impact other people right like you know maybe yeah. people were sad that they didn't see my photos anymore or something like that but like it was really just like it just kind of happened. Same thing if I was like into woodworking and I decided like I made furniture and then I just stopped. But with streaming, it's a little bit different because there are other people that 
also get enjoyment from what you're doing right and so like whenever you stop like it also impacts other people and it's like this bigger thing that seems to happen and so it's kind of i don't know it's, it's just an interesting weird kind of dynamic that exists around the platform and the activity so yeah. it's uh yeah no it's 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 tough i mean heck like you were saying with your job, like when I got my new job and my time, like it took a lot more of my time than like previous jobs were like, I had to really kind of think about what is like my schedule going to be, or should I just stop completely because I don't have time for this? Yeah. It was kind of, it was lots of hard thoughts and conversations about what is going on, what's happening next and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. I don't know it's it is tough because I I feel like you also have at least it was for me there's like a second aspect of it too like um it's like you get when you're like a year and a half in um and your channel is at a place where you you like it you're happy you know you're probably not gonna ever get partnered like this isn't ever gonna be a full time thing for you like maybe you never want it to be um but you do you probably have developed some friendships right you have like like there's you have friendships with people and you are part of communities. So you have like inside jokes with like other groups and stuff like that. And so one of the hard things is like, all right, if I stop this, like, first of all, I enjoy streaming. I enjoy video games, but if I stop doing it, I also start losing touch with all these other people. Right. And that's kind of mm -hmm. like almost the scarier part. Like if I don't stream anymore or I'm too busy to play like video games, like I'm not going to be connected with these groups of people. And that's, just as scary and what also a thing that makes it harder to have to make the transition or change um that you might need to make because of real life stuff yeah so yeah and especially now that we've been streaming for a good amount of time mm -hmm. we see people that drop off you know mm -hmm. and stop or like you know make kind of formal announcements with them stopping streaming and some people who say they're going on quote-unquote breaks and things mm -hmm. like that so I don't know. It's something I don't really want to think about. Yeah. Because I feel like I haven't hit any of the goals that I want yet with streaming. Mm -hmm. Well, I've hit goals. But... I, was, I was like, any of the goals? Come on, Skakey. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I haven't hit some of my goals for yeah. what I want for streaming. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Let's let's not be depressing anymore. Okay, no let's more. Let's talk about something else. Let's, let's talk about something else. Uh, I'm sad now. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. gonna go cry. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. <laughs> Since we're talking about Twitch, though, let's 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 pivot a little bit to Twitch. Sure. Uh, announced something. I believe it was this week. Um, Twitch announced that they're doing a reality type sh con contestant type show to mm -hmm, find mm -hmm. like next big streamer. Um, uh, do you know any of the details about this? Not really. I read the article and I saw it was partners only. Then I stopped reading. <laughs> I did not know it was partners only. I didn't even yeah. get. I didn't even get that far. I didn't even get that far. So, how do you feel about this thing? Do you want to explain it first? Because I really don't know anything. I really don't know. I really don't know much. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find it. I'm Their blog is literally impossible to find yeah. things on. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's like kind of in the same vein as like American Idol or America's Got Talent. Um. They say that streamers will face challenges designed to test important streamer skills <laughs> and be evaluated. Sorry, sorry. I could, I could bear. I, the only reason I can say that with a, with a straight face is because I had already read it once, <laughs> so I got that out of my system. But okay, streamers yeah. will face challenges designed to test important streamer skills and be evaluated by a panel of Twitch judges. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think this is kind of silly. 
it's uh it's part of the Twitch Partners program. The grand prize uh sixty thousand dollars and will be delivered to the winner in five thousand dollar monthly stipends over the course of a year. Um so I don't know. I I think I have I have two things about this. I feel like it's I feel like it could be a fun, cool, interesting thing for them to try maybe but like i also thought that our dating panel was going to be a cool fun thing for them to possibly try but they didn't agree with us so don't worry i'm called they're going to be stealing that soon i think they kind of already started with this either like oh maybe we should try branching out into other types of content um yeah right. so this is clearly clearly based on our thing but uh no i'm kidding um so i mean that's that's kind of fun and exciting but like i worry it's gonna be super cheesy and it like super take themselves just way too seriously. I mean, just the, the, the line face challenges designed to test important streamer skills and be evaluated by a panel of Twitch judges. First of all, a panel of Twitch judges. Like, I don't think there's anything more disgusting in this community to me than an idea of other people judging other people's street, like streaming I know, skills. I agree. Like, I agree. like who are you? Who I want to know you? who the judges are. I know. I'm like, and I'm, and I like, Oh, I could just see what their feedback is going to be like in my mind. Like it's basically everything you read on the Twitch subreddit. Like oh. that's probably where they're getting from it. <laughs> like, hey, you comment a lot on Twitch subreddit. Come be a judge. Like, oh, my God. I can't even read the Twitch subreddit anymore. I know. I know. But then like. I don't even go on there. <laughs> right? But then like. I'm, that... an, I'm, a, I'm telling you, I'm a grumpy old streamer, man. <laughs> it's true, though. We I just don't want to deal with people's shit anymore. <laughs> we you both know? are. We both are. Um. <laughs> But anyways, the face challenges. Wow, we're, I, I thought we were going to turn this into a positive. We're just going more into the I negative. Do. We're going thing. so negative right now. We're really bad. We got. But that, the thing is that the small streamer shout out won't follow this, so we're going to break our usual thing. <laughs> we'll go to another positive thing. I think so. I started the negative at the beginning so that we yes. could bring the positive. It was all part of my master plan. Yeah, see. or we're just going to have an hour of negativeness on our fiftieth episode. Um, oh no! <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll turn it around in a bit. Yeah, but we um, will, I promise. But uh, face challenges that test important streamer skills i don't know what that is can we think about a streamer skill right now like like i honestly i can but i don't know how you would test it okay. or what that matters like reading chat <laughs> like <laughs> okay i'm terrible at that but let's <laughs> can we can we okay so this is for people who are almost to full-time streamer status yes so like they probably have like a almost a thousand viewers yes yeah or they have How? at least they have at least over like two hundred, like two hundred five. This competition makes it seem like all these people are like the same. Yeah, like they could be doing completely different. One of them could be an IRL streamer mm -hmm. who got all their viewers from like some random person that they stream with one time who was famous, and now they're streaming. Mm -hmm. It could there could be someone here who like only plays indie games and is yeah. like a Zeke person. You know, there could be someone on here that's like. I don't know, like they've been streaming for 10 years and they never like got big. But now all of a sudden they're they're big because of like one small thing. Like, I yeah. feel like or, how can you judge people's quote unquote skills of streaming? Exactly. Or creative streamers, right? Like yeah, or artists or musicians. Too. Like there is no one thing or you have other niches that aren't even related to what you're doing on stream. If you're a charity streamer or like there's so much stuff. And so it's like, OK, what's another skill? Uh, great social media presence. 
Uh, <laughs> that is just going to be just exhilarating to see. <laughs> like, I know. And then people are going, the, the contestants are going to be like, oh, well, I better tweet because I'm going to lose this competition. Like, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, it's very this is so silly. It is it is very silly. Um, so, that, but my worry is that it like I feel like it'd be great if they don't take themselves seriously, right? If it's just like a fun thing they're doing, then I think it'll be awesome. But if they take that's, it, super, that's what it's gonna. Yes, yeah. well, yeah, that's what's gonna be. It needs to be that. Yeah. So it's uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what actually happens. It'll be. I wonder be if Gordon Ramsay will be a judge. Oh, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> That'd be so great. Um, I don't even know video games, but this is terrible. This is terrible. Awful. Raw. It's, it's raw. raw. You're uh, streaming in raw quality. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But but I will say that props on them though. The reward for it, like the award for winning, is actually very good for what the competition is. Sixty thousand cool. dollars over the course of a year for a streamer. That's a that's good money. That's huge. So um at that's least it's the props on that. Like I feel like with that, like hopefully they actually have some uh some good quality people wanting and to props compete. to them for branching out to do something else. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They're trying. Yeah. So you know that's fine. Yeah, do so, you yeah, yep, you do you. It'll be interesting though. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it should be. It should be. So <laughs> just oh, I don't know. I just I, I like cringing at the idea of know, what man. this is it gonna just, be. I don't so. know. What are the contest rules? I, I don't Oh god, I'm not reading that. That's like a lawyer thing. You're gonna have to read that. QM Cole. All right, everyone, sit back. Hope doze off at the middle of the night Let's if you guys check this out. We talked about. Oh, here's the judging panel. They actually talk about the criteria. Oh yeah. Okay. So after this mention, a panel of judges selected by sponsor, the judging panel will review the submissions and select up to 14 contestants to okay. participate in the competition based on the following criteria. Oh, this is for choosing. Okay. What are the criteria? Wait, what the though? fuck? The criteria is 25% streaming potential. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. 25% competitiveness. Oh my god. <laughs> Mcall, you suck. You, say, you are so terrible good. at PUBG, Mcall. Oh, they're are... going to judge your personality, by the way. 25% personality judgment. Oh god, this is going to be a freaking nightmare. And 25% entertain, it just says. Oh my god. <laughs> it just says entertain. Oh no, it says ability to entertain. Sorry, my bad. I can't read. <laughs> okay. So Interesting. There's also a background check, so oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> i can't do that um i'm kidding i'm kidding or am i um all right so i got, I got okay. one more thing i need to say on this though tell me and then we'll move on then we'll move on um it's actually kind of tangentially related it has to do with the twitch subreddit um one of if, if you guys ever go on the twitch subreddit and you obviously know that there are just tons and tons of threads about, you know, give me advice. I want to get into streaming. How do I do this? Like, or come check out my channel. Like every once in a while they do like the mega thread where everyone can post and get like credit or feedback on it or yeah. whatever. Um, and they go like, oh, give us feedback and all that kind of stuff. And what I see a lot is you always see the same advice. And one of the big ones is you need something unique that sets you apart, right? Like there's so many people that like are out streaming that you need something else that like makes it so you don't blend in with all the other streams. And so you then start to get things where like people are doing 
stuff like how many freaking face rigs do we see like like that was a huge thing for a while uh, face rigs where people would stream as something else like a cat or you know some other thing like that or they have a very in-depth theme for what their stream is going to be um like and there's a lot of people that pull it off really really good like in-game asylum does a fantastic job burt black does a great job with the theme of their streams but to say that everybody needs that like it's the same thing where it's like all right we got a billion themes now go pick one maybe um but overall the reason why that frustrates me and the reason why i don't like it is because i feel like that's bad advice for most people like a lot of people are not looking for a stream because oh i want some funny cool idea that you have that sets you apart from other people they want to find a personality a person and a community that they click with right like i liked skanky yeah. stream not because he wears like not because something of me. Yeah, no, there's nothing. No, it is not because, because of me. It is because of you, but it's not because like you did. You played Stardew Valley and wearing a farmer's hat and flannel, right? Like it's because I didn't do that. By the way, you did not do that. Like so that like that I'm saying like it's like it's not like I looked at you. And I'm like, oh, he's he has something unique like with the way he presents it. Isn't the reason I watch is because you were genuinely a nice guy that I felt like I could hang out with, right? Mm -hmm. And then the people that also hung out there, like we had like in jokes, we had a great time. I looked forward to. Long logging on when you were doing daytime stream in the morning and like oh, when yeah. you start streaming to be able to go hang out with other friends right and so yeah if i listen to twitch subreddit and skanky is like all right i need something that sets me apart like i need to give them a reason that they come here because quote unquote being a nice guy doesn't cut it like well i'm sorry but that's wrong because i probably wouldn't have sat around to watch you if you were doing something weird the reason i did watch you because you were just a nice guy you know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I just feel like it, you can, they kind of, the Twitch subreddit becomes so full of themselves that they lead people down bad paths because it's just the same repeated thing and other people repeat it because that's just what the common knowledge is. So. I agree. I also think that people don't follow a lot of advice that they know is right, <laughs> yeah. but they're too lazy to do. Yeah. I just went on the Twitch subreddit right now. Oh god. And there is a there is a there is a thread. I'm streaming from this guy by the name of Swamp Bollocks. <laughs> That's not a joke. And he says, "Hey guys, I have my stream up. Come and watch me." Which first of all, is not allowed on the Twitch subreddit, but whatever. And I go to his stream, he's not even streaming. It was 3 minutes ago that he posted it. <laughs> oh, now he is. Oh, well, he's actually on now. Well, oh, <laughs> great. But I'm just saying, like people like you you tell them oh like hey you should stream for like you know three hours to be able to have people come in and be able mm -hmm. to do it it's like oh but i can only stream for an hour yeah but it's like well like you know i mean then don't do that just stream for an hour it's not like a big deal but like you're not going to get the like sort of growth that you're maybe looking for and all this yeah. stuff and it's like you know play all these games that you might like be able to do and you don't necessarily need to do all these things but like they get disappointed because they are not doing the things that they know they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, make a schedule. Oh, well, you know, yeah. I'll get to it. No, exactly. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I, we've talked about that so much, though. Yeah. I, you know what I love, though? Like, just the, the two grumpy old streamers bitching about stuff on uh, shenanigans. <laughs> It's it's bad. It's gotten bad. It's, I know. It's 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 okay, guys. It's okay. But so let's we'll we'll turn around a little bit positive now. Yeah. So yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So this is our last episode of 2017. Oh my god, I'm so sad. <laughs> so <I> said, <laughs> we're making it happy, Skinky. You said it was supposed to be happy. Okay, go on. Um, <laughs> 
And what we're not going to be doing, the, which a lot of you know various people or podcasts do do, is we're not doing a clip show. Um, <gasps> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mostly because I want to spare poor Skank who has to edit it all together. <laughs> like, Thank God. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he was, he, when he say like, think of something cool for our 50th episode, I was like, I thought clip show, and I wrote on a piece of paper, I crumpled it up, and I burned it, because <laughs> I was not going to do that <laughs> to him. Um, it's hard. It's hard to look through all that shit. It is. It is. Especially with uh, with like shenantics there's no at least on twitch we we have the clip feature and stuff like that but like shenantics there's no way for you and me to really be like what were some of the best shenantics moments without going back to listening to 60 hours of podcast audio yeah i mean like that's that's, hard no on that one exactly um but like we do with um with like our Twitch anniversaries, our stream anniversaries, is we kind of pull back what our favorite moments are. And I think that we should take it a step back because what this podcast is about, like you've said so well, is it's like kind of like following two guys that met on the internet and became friends, right? And like mm-hmm. following that type thing. And so like in the same vein of that, we can look back at 2017 and be like, what were some of our favorite moments of 2017 in general? Like related to just overall stuff doesn't have to be shenanigans, doesn't have to be Twitch, but like overall 2017, what were the good things that happened for us? Oh shit! I know, I know. So I, I will, I will, I will. I'm gonna, you know, unless you want to start, I will start, but I'm also gonna take an easy one. (laughs) Do the easy one. All right. So I will say one of the best things that happened in 2017 is what you're listening to right now. Starting Shenantics was freaking... Damn it! I told... Right. I gave you the option. I said you could start I know, first. I know. Okay. Um, okay. It's okay. But no, it, it really was. I think Shenantics has been a freaking amazing ride, um, but we made a mistake in that... Oh, no. What did we do this time? I feel like we kind of started on a high note, and we've been trying to get back there ever since. I feel like we have never I feel like we have never come back to or reached anywhere near the saltine thing. The salt off the saltines. I feel like that was the best thing ever to happen at Shenantics. And we've come like 80% of the way there, but not all the way there. Like the vitriol reaction of people to me where they found out that I scraped the salt off saltines was just amazing. So I we've got it close, but like it's been tough <laughs> to beat it. So that I might say the saltines. I'm not even gonna say shenanigans. Shenanigans saltine thing was possibly one of my favorite things that's ever happened in 2017. That is amazing. <laughs> that is it's true. It is true. <laughs> right? We I started agree. very very high, like at a top. We peaked very early. <laughs> I agree. Oh, I agree. So, but yeah. Um. Okay. Let me think here. I think my other favorite thing mm-hmm. of 2017. Mm-hmm. Was meeting M. Cole at PAX. Oh, it's pretty cry. <laughs> no, PAX East was amazing. PAX East. It was, was pretty fun. It was great to meet you and Joe and Tiny and Coast. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first time that I ever met someone from stream in real life. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Great. Yeah, that is. It was awesome. really cool, man. That was that really, was really cool. Good times. Good. Time. I'll see you next year, right? I'll see you this year at PAX East, right? So my other favorite thing from 2017. <laughs> no, I can't go to Pax East this year. But Pax South, I'll see you there, right? What's your next favorite thing? <laughs> so, um... <laughs> he can fly all the way to Texas! <laughs> I think that's a shorter flight than to Boston. 
Really? No. It, Texas is just straight south for me. Well, Boston's just straight east of you. I think it's southeast. Southeast, you think? Maybe. I thought it'd be northeast a little bit, right? No, because I feel like east? New York and Chicago are like at the same latitude or longitude, whichever the one that goes horizontal is. Really? Maybe. Hold on. Do we have Wikipedia? I don't know. We, no, we're not. No, we we're have not to. Doing it. We have fine. to. Lyric we wants us to? to. Lyric wants us to. Don't mention his name. I'm sorry. There's three. We haven't talked about the last thing that let we me, always talk about. Look at a map about. really quick. U.S. map. <laughs> N.A. geography, by the way. It totally is. Mm, hold on. Cleveland, did you know? New York, New hold on. York. I can't read this map. Whoa, you can actually click on the... Okay, Chicago. Okay, we no, totally Boston's are. North. We totally are. Northeast. Coordinates. We're at like 40 degrees for New York City and 41 degrees for like Chicago. I, exactly, but you said, you said Southeast. Southeast. That means that means it looks like New York City is actually slightly south of. Oh. I know we're talking about Boston. Boston's not above New York, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so my geography is terrible. <laughs> Don't mind me. Don't god damn it, Emco. Oh my gosh. You damn Midwestern boy, you. Oh my god. Yeah, so. Uh, they say us Northeastern people don't like know anything about geography, which I don't, by the way. So. I, I'm so bad at geography. Um, That's okay. So, so another another one of my um, one of my favorite things of 2017 is related to what Skanky said about like meeting in person, but it's also seeing um, friendships among people outside of us and things that they do together that like is kind of like facilitated by what we have done on Twitch and the friends we've made on Twitch. It's really cool to see like people that might've met in our channels or through like shout outs for other people, um, create and develop like actual cool friendships. Um, just even things like if everybody, if everybody's playing golf with friends and one person doesn't have it, that they magically it shows up in their steam library because someone else just gifted it to them because they wanted them to get in and play the game. Like, that it meant like, oh, I'll throw down five, ten dollars or whatever it was for golf with friends because I care more about you being able to come play with us than that five dollars means to me. Um, and I think that was just a cool thing that really I saw a lot more of over the course of 2017, whether it's like people playing golf with friends, Minecraft or any of the other numerous games that people get to play together. And it was just that was really, really cool and awesome. Agreed. Agreed. I've seen that too. Yeah, that's just. It's I'm going to say the same one. Okay, so you go next. Uh, what's your next one? <laughs> Skaggy, what's your favorite food finish from 2017? Oh my, dude, I don't even remember what I ate yesterday for lunch. <laughs> I'm going to remember the food finishes that we had. I will say, um, some of hmm. them do stick out in my memory, though. Some of them do. Which st one sticks out for you? I I have two that actually that really did. Um. One of them is our idea for our um, our food truck that makes salads. Dude! Yeah, that was good. Right? That was that great. That was good. Um, another one, I feel like I feel like some of them are I remember more because they get reinforced through like my everyday stuff. And so my other one is when we talked about ramen and you told me about like the ramen place where you can go eat alone. 
Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like I that love cool. that one that too. Cool. Like those are those are. Our... We talked about ramen twice. <laughs> yes, I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. good times. Good those times. Those are great. Good those times. are great. Um, yeah, you know another one of my favorite moments of shenanigans. Wow, this, sorry, we're going like super meta, meta here. Um, another one of my favorite moments of shenanigans is when this was early on. I think this was like first five episodes. Uh, Skanky told us that amazing epic story about how he's walking down the streets of New York and there was like the crane and the proposal. Oh yeah. yeah, that was that was a good that was one a too. Good, that was a good shenanigans moment. That was moment. a good shenanigans moment. So that's so many. See, this is why we can't create a clip show. It'd be like eight hours of just us literally reposting entire episodes. Well, didn't the hot pretzel soft pretzel debate happen on shenanigans? Yeah, yeah, I think. Or was that off shenanigans? It, it was. It was both. I think it, it started off shenanigans, and we we dragged it on in. So, and then we we oh, God. we also had Sox's uh, sandwich chart that, that oh that was over to us that was a debate yes, yeah I think that's my second that's my other favorite thing I'm just gonna keep taking all the favorite things now my other favorite thing is the uh, <laughs> the debates sparked by controversial shenanigans topics it's, uh, it's good oh stuff. we've had a lot we've had a lot we've had a lot it's been good we've had a lot even last episode we had good amount yeah yeah you what can I say if you you and I aren't anything if uh, if not agreeable people with everybody. <laughs> Oh yeah, we are very agreeable. We just, we just say, uh, we just say great stuff. So no, it's been. Me and them called get along great. <laughs> we fight all the time. All the time. If people just slid into our DMs or saw our DMs, like they'd be like, oh my, oh my god, are they actually friends? I can't I believe mean, it's bad. he said that. It's to bad. Him. Yeah, yeah. It... I mean, I literally in our last DM, I called M call a piece of Swiss cheese because he's so holy. Holy as an H O L Y. Like I'm, I am just. Blessed. He's by. very, very blessed. Very blessed. I got I magical power. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was uh I was definitely listening to everything you were saying, and I definitely didn't find a Twitter account by the name of Bad Father Han Solo. <laughs> and it's not amazing. It's not amazing. The pinned tweet is your name is Ben. We named the dog Kylo. <laughs> Yes, I need to link that in the show notes. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I'm Cole. Why can't you email a photo to a Jedi? Why? Because attachments are forbidden. You're done. <laughs> 50 is a good number. Let's just cut it off here and burn it all to the ground. Sorry, yeah, I totally... Uh, sorry, I just randomly found oh. that. I was really excited. Oh my goodness. I think my... I think 2017 was pretty ridiculous for me. Yeah. It was all over. I think for you too. Am I speaking? Am I? Yeah, no, I think. I am think I putting it, words in your no, mouth? You're, you're right. You're right. You're correct. I think for both of us. Yeah. We both left jobs. Yeah, it's true. That is true. You reduced your streaming schedule. Mm hmm. I've somehow not. <laughs> yeah. You, sir, are a force of nature. <laughs> like, I stay up until four in the morning. Yeah. I draw oh my God, skanky. <laughs> like, Dude, it's unhealthy. It's. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Me either. Yeah. Now you um, you went back to school. Like it's mm -hmm. been. Yeah, it's been. Twenty seventeen has been crazy. Twenty seventeen has been yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's been a weird year. Yeah. I will and say, I spent every week with you talking, and I love it. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. Thank you, bud. No Thank problem, you. bud. But yeah, no. Twenty seventeen. I feel like when you consider like people have ups and downs in life, and I think sometimes it's good to look back on a year that people might consider was not the best and think about what some of the good stuff was because i feel like there was lots of it mm -hmm. so i agree yeah. i agree we did have a lot of good good stuff happen yeah yeah we did even just streaming in general was fun 
yeah. 2017. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there was a lot. Of, yeah, it was just I had I had a good time. I feel like a lot more of it was laid back. Like I'm in my like second year of streaming, and it's just kind of like it's it was more relaxed than the first year. There's something mm-hmm. about it. Like I don't know. It was it was it, not that the first year it's wasn't enjoyable. We're old people. It, it's we're, we're old people. We're old grumpy men now. So. We don't give a fuck anymore. Exactly. We, exactly. So we we have our friends. We love our friends. More friends come. Awesome. But more friends. Calm. What about calm? I love calm. I love calm. Calm came calm to visit too. this year. I mean, 2017 was. He did. 2017 was great. So, um, but so speaking of that, what's the Twitter account that you just found? Um, it was called uh bad father han solo awesome at bad father han so at bad father han i love it yeah um so speaking of han Solo, this is this reminded me last week on shenantics we uh we talked about something we gave him we gave me homework to do this week um mm-hmm. we said that i had to go watch rogue one because enough time has passed and i did that this week i watched rogue Woo! one on netflix nice day after work i chilled up on the on the couch grabbed a beer and some popcorn and uh, it threw that bad boy on, and it was good. So we 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 have we have to we have a few things we need to talk about, Skanky, because you okay. you asked some questions. We asked a question. Yes. Um. So where should we start? What do you want to know? What do you want to know? First, I really just want to know your general thoughts about Rogue One. <laughs> this can be controversial. Okay, that's fine. Bye. I loved it. No, I. <laughs> I know you were gonna do that shit. <laughs> no, I. I really did. I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. I. The movie was really, really, really awesome. Um. Also, Good. we should probably warn there might be spoilers at this point going forward. So, uh, come oh, back. I guess we could talk. Come yeah, back in a bit. If you if you want to avoid the spoilers, uh, head over to the show notes. We put timestamps in for when the new topics start. So just move on to the next timestamp section. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then you can avoid the spoilers for Rogue One, a movie that's been out for a year. And I, I managed to avoid it for like a year. So it's And it's you, on Netflix. Exactly, no excuse. Exactly. No excuse. Pause it right now. Go listen. Go watch Rogue One and come go on watch back. It. We'll come back. Yeah, it's <laughs> this comes out Christmas Day, so most people aren't working. If you're working, I'm sorry, but if you're at home, there's no excuse. Just go pause, go watch Rogue One, come on back. Um the good commitment idea. that we need. Um but no, so Rogue One, I also went in completely blind. There's two things about me. It's like, I don't watch trailers. I try to watch nothing related to anything about movies before I go to watch them. And so I Good. knew nothing about the movie. Um, I also don't retain a lot of Star Wars knowledge. I love the Star Wars franchises, but I'm not like, for whatever reason, I can't retain tidbits about it, right? And so I also mm-hmm. didn't know anything about what the plot would have in it because I don't retain things like that, right? So, like, a lot of people know general things about, like, the Rogue One mission to get the Death Star schematics, right? Like, so they might know certain things that are going to happen in the story. I had no idea about any of that, which made it awesome. Yeah. Or probably, I think, in my opinion, at least even better. Um, And it was, for those of you guys that don't know, and if you are still listening, sorry that you're just going to get it all room now. Uh, Rogue One comes before, <laughs> I did know that Rogue One comes before A New Hope, right? Um, yeah, so, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I did, I did know that, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't know anything that was going to happen in the movie at all, so it was just kind of nice to go into that. Um, and, like, some of the things, I just love the way how Rogue One, like, ends right where, like, A New Hope, like, oh, picks that's up. Oh, great, That right? was so cool. Like, it was just... That was awesome. A um, few things. One thing that I really liked about this, and I think, I don't know, I, I, part of me almost kind of wishes that 
it happens in other movies more. Um, I kind of like the fact that like nobody survived, right? Like that the heroes. Well, it's dark. It, well, it is very dark, but it's also like that's the thing that almost makes it a little bit more moving, right? Like it's like there's something yes. that's kind of like it's it. There's some more weight behind the story when you have that compared to the almost larger than life protagonist that can always get out of the situations. Like agreed, it, it didn't diminish at all what they had done. If anything, it makes it even more important and great and epic. The fact that they were to pull off what they did even though they weren't able to make it out, they got a little bit of like the martyrness to it, which is, yeah, I mean, so like it just, yeah, yeah. It, it was darker, but it was like, had this heavy, like force behind it. No pun intended, but it had like this, like just like heaviness <laughs> that just was, it just, it, it was a satisfying story to experience um, in a way. Like you really understand sacrifice. Yeah. In, in the movie. Like that's what the whole movie's about. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know it until you get to like kind of near the end. Oh, exactly. And you're like, yeah, these guys are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. For this information. Exactly. You know? And it's easy. Like, it's easy to say like when they're all like standing in the hangar and they're like, we've given up so much for like the resistance and all this and for this fight and we are in it to the end. And then when they are down like fighting on the planet and like they literally are like, we're giving it our all. Like this is our one last chance. Like we will do it to death because that's how important it is that we get this out, this information out. Yeah. Like it's just like you feel that the way they just they they told the story and conveyed that so well in Rogue One that like it was it was just such a great film. I feel like, you know, this the Star Wars universe in general is kind of like different mm -hmm. from other movies for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I watch a Star Wars film, like I, I feel like I feel like this is like real life. I don't know why. But yeah. like I have a weird kind of connection with it, right? Because mm -hmm. you have all these characters that you can kind of see yourself or people that you know inhabiting. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're and very relatable. It's just it, this movie, like Rogue One kind of like tore me down a little bit because mm -hmm. you don't like you in the other three movies, you almost feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like in the other tri trilogies, like the older ones, obviously mm -hmm. you're like, they, no one knows about these people mm -hmm. who, who got this information. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so sad yeah. that they did all that for the most important information that the universe needed. And no one actually even knew who they were. Mm -hmm. Not even princess Leia really. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's just, yeah, it was such oh, a good it's point. Just, it's heart wrenching. It really is. It really it's is. So sad. But can we also talk about how badass that Vader scene was at the end? Oh yes, yes. Oh my dude, god, that's my favorite part of the movie. Oh, it was so when, amazing, dude. It was. Oh my, dude. I want. I rewatch it every once in a while if I want to get pumped up yeah. because that scene is ridiculous. Yes, like when he's standing in like the hallway and like it's all dark. And all of a sudden, just the red glow when the lightsaber lights up yes! and just freaking like, oh, it is so cool. Oh Dude, it's so good. And the guys, oh. and like you're thinking the whole time, you're like, pass it through the door. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> like, Harvey, I'm just going right? to <laughs> But at the same time, you're like, well, this guy wants to survive. Yeah. Obviously, I'd be in the same position. I'd be wanting to try to open the door. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, you're like, oh, no, go. And like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, so you know good. what's going to happen, but you're like, fuck, run. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. No, it was so good. Oh, dude, it's so good. It I so love good. that 
Oh, that scene is so good. It really was. Oh. It really was. That, go watch it. Yeah, go yeah, watch Rogue One if you haven't. But yeah, no, and I feel like I just I feel like the pacing of the story, the way they told it, like, and was just so good. There was so many high, like high moments and low moments that were really really good and really really touching. Um, there was complexities built into it, which was nice. I, one thing I also really liked is that it um it is very self-contained too, right? Like it fits into a greater universe, but like a lot of what's happening in it, like references things that happened at the beginning of the movie, but like it doesn't reference, at least from like my viewing, it doesn't reference too much outside of it where like you can watch Rogue One in its own thing, right? Like you could sit someone down that's never seen Star Wars, but here, watch Rogue One and I feel like they would appreciate it overall. They wouldn't- I think so. They wouldn't love all the stuff. Like they wouldn't really get the connection about the how the end of the movie almost seamlessly lines up with the beginning of A New Hope. But like, you know, they won't notice that, but I feel like there's so many other things that they'll realize and appreciate about the struggles or connections between the characters and stuff like that, that they would still really enjoy and love the movie. I agree. But. I agree with all everything you just said because I'm glad that you like this movie. Yes, no, I really, really did. It's uh, it was fantastic. Now, and I think one other thing that I think was also so impressive with it is that it is not necessarily, but this is like the best analogy I think I can come up with. It's almost kind of like a spinoff a little bit, right? Like if you're looking at like a TV yeah, sh- TV show, they say, oh, we- it's an anthology. Yeah, maybe. yeah, and so it's kind of like outside of like the main storytelling push that they're doing and it was this amazing right so many times it feels like a money grab like oh people love star wars so how can we pump out even more star wars content well let's give them this <laughs> other something that happens in the universe and uh, we'll call it you know it'll be rogue one it'll be about this and like so many times i feel like attempts at that fall on their face and they're just not good or they just don't yeah. kind of live up to what it should be and this really did it really completely knocked it out of the park which was nice to see so definitely yeah all right i need to know you referenced last time and i i did I, yeah. I still don't think i know what is the cgi controversy okay so if you, if you don't know i mean you shouldn't be listening to this if you if you don't know <laughs> peter cushing mm-hmm. is cgi'd into the film okay who's he and as a full-on character mm-hmm he plays Tarkin. Okay. Okay. A fan favorite. And it caused a little bit of controversy because it's kind of talking about do we have the like are we right ethically mm-hmm. in CGIing people who are dead into movies? Mm. Is it the right thing to do? Okay. And a lot of people said that it wasn't the right thing to do for Rogue One, for Peter Cushing, even though his family gave the okay on it. Mm-hmm. But there's people that say that it's not right. So like, it's almost like saying, should we put in Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. into the next Star Wars film? Okay. CGI her in, if that's like, is that ethically okay? All right. So... Here's how I think I feel about it. I think it's okay and it's right to CGI in somebody. However, okay. However, I feel like we can or should I think like it's okay and it's possibly right to CGI in somebody. As long as it like I feel like there's like an uh, like an unethical part that I'll get into in a second, but I think we should give props to people that write or create the film around 
the character, if that actor or actress, I guess they're all actors now, if that actor dies, right? If that actor passes away, like, especially if it's very, if it's relatively soon after their death, then I feel like I give big props to them when they find a way to tell the story, um, kind of around that actor's death you know what i mean in a nice tasteful yeah. way right like that it just if you look at it and like especially like just the remembrance that this person was such a big part of the franchise and all that kind of stuff and then they just they just tell the story so well and they kind of write it in in a way that like that character doesn't have to appear on screen like big props to that however there also is just especially with like fictional universes there is a nice aspect of characters carrying forward and continuing to tell stories that we love. And one of like the downsides and unfortunate consequences of using live real humans in films and in things that are going to last many, many, many decades, if not centuries is that those people are going to then pass away. And it's like, but the story isn't done being told. And so it's kind of like, a lot of times and stories are so important ingrained in not just like our culture, but in humanity in general that like you kind of want that story to kind of keep going. You know what I mean? And one nice thing about like, like books and other literature like that is that you can keep telling the story because it's not relying on like a physical meat bag presence, right? Like there's nobody, no human body that has to exist other than the authors themselves um, that has to exist for a character to keep going forward in a written book. Um, and yeah. so we get through, at least through the written uh, format, written medium, we get to kind of keep having these characters, but there's something to be said for the movie format itself. And just because it has this like difficulty, like doesn't mean we should be giving up on the great and amazing stories that could be told going forward. And if we're getting to a point where technology is kind of allowing us to possibly do it, then I think we it, we I don't see a problem with continuing to tell the story using a CGI in character if certain things are being followed. Like when I was saying, there's like an there's an unethical way to do it. There's a boundary. Is imagine if like the actor is still alive and they CGI in them to save cost, right? Like that's not a good thing to do. And you're not doing it to like tell, tell or further a story or for like, you know, this actually good motive. You're doing it because of some really bad motive. Um, as long as there's like a good motive behind it, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a good and proper thing to do. And you can compensate like, you know, heirs of the people that have passed away. So like that could also be helpful. Um, I feel like, I feel like, as it becomes more more common and more techno technologically possible, then maybe we should move to a standard where actors that have appeared on film can kind of make their wishes known in a legally binding way of whether or not they ever want themselves to be CGI'd into films. And if mm, if they say yeah. if they say no going forward, then you honor that because that is their likeness, and they kind of have an ownership of their own likeness. Um, so maybe like that is something we can move over to, but like if, imagine if like the act because like the like you said the family was okay with it. We can't know what the actor's wishes were, but if the family's okay with it, like it's not exactly what we need, but it's getting a lot closer now. If we had the actor that was like, no, if I pass away, like I like so much of my life was devoted to, or I loved whatever it was that I appeared in so much that I want you to be able to keep telling that story after I die, um, then I don't see like why not like we get just all these benefits from it and if it can be pulled off in a good way then i think it should be yeah what do you think i like that 
I agree with I agree with that. I think it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, like like unless you said like an actor or will go out and actually say I don't want to be CGI into films. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I think a big problem that people have is that it's not very it's not done very well. See, I didn't Sometimes. notice. <laughs> Rogue One is good though, man. But I they do a really good job. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that he was CGI'd in. I think yeah. I think if I had known that that was a thing, and if I had known more of who you were, I think if you had told me who you were referencing in that, I think the second thing also happened is like seeing like Carrie Fisher at the end, like, and that was related to like New Hope thing. Like, I was like, I was kind of expecting her to be like CGI'd in, even though I believe she was alive for this entire filming of Rogue One, um, and so she would have been yeah. possible to be put in as an actual actress. Um, but like, so I was kind of like trying to figure out like who it was that you were referencing. Um, I didn't. I didn't notice that it was CGI. The person was CGI'd in. Wow. So, but then again, I'm also not very attentive at a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I would that's something I would easily easily miss. But I don't know. And a little uh, fan favorite information about how they actually did it in this film. Oh yeah. It was very complicated actually because Peter Cushing, when he filmed the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, didn't like how the boots fit him <sighs> in the movie. So he would wear slippers on set. Oh my gosh, really? And if you ever rewatch the original trilogy, you never see Peter Cushing's feet in the oh, film. He's always blocked yeah. by a table or you just see him like half up or close up. Mm-hmm. So they had to actually go into his previous movies mm-hmm. to get images of his legs. Oh my gosh, wow. To transplant onto him in this movie because they never had any of it in regular original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. More you know. That is really cool. I so, and if you look at it, like two things also kind of about it is they put in a lot of work to pull this off, right? Like to pull off yeah. the CGI, at least in an acceptable, like kind of mat- matter manner where it's not like like even if you think that like it doesn't look great or it's not perfect or whatever it is, I think it's at least passable. Um, but so they put in a lot of work for this, and you have to think. Is it A, because they, I mean, I think it could be all of these, but like it could be because they wanted to push this technology and show that this is something that we can do going forward and kind of like maybe start a conversation around it. But they also could be because they thought that was very important for the story they wanted to tell. Like, we really want to have this in the story. How can we make this happen? Um, and so like it was whatever it was, it was important enough for them that they invested the resources, time and energy to do whatever it was. Yeah. So. But yeah, a fantastic movie though. Did a great, yeah, great job, great, great. job, good job, guys. Proud of you. I am. I'm very proud of you. I can't wait to see so the new proud. one this week. So proud. Oh yeah, go watch. it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try and watch it like Tuesday or Wednesday this week. So then we can follow up on Shenantics next week if we uh if we do if I do see it. So start off twenty Agreed. start off 2018 with a bang. That'll good. Be, we'll talk about be it. Great. It'll be perfect. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, one side note that I need to I need to point out: uh, PUBG went 1.0 on uh, this yeah, week. So it did. Uh, congratulations, PUBG people, and to Skanky because good job. You know, Skanky loves them. So I'm not a PUBG streamer anymore, man. What did you stream today? PUBG. Oh, but... I, I'm just I'm just curious. So, you know, I, I I it's my Saturday thing. I slept through your stream today. I didn't wake up to like That's way late right, in man. the day. So 
That's okay. Yeah, I, you know, it's PUBG. It's, it's PUBG. It's PUBG. Now, technically, it, PUBG. it went 1.0 before 2018. So, like, when we were, you know, everyone's having a discussion, like, should an early access game get game of the year? I mean, it technically released this year. <laughs> like, if we're get well, technically. It didn't win, though, so whatever. Yeah. But, who yeah. but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Technically, it did release this year, yeah. which is... I mean, good on them. Can't, a lot of good games on them. can't say that. Exactly. Like, they didn't stay in early access forever. So we, may, there may still be blemishes and stuff like that, but they did say this is, you know, this is our final product. This is what we're releasing. We'll keep doing yeah. patches and we'll keep adding new stuff. But, like, this is this is Player Unknown Battlegrounds 1.0, which is nice. Did you hear that Subnautica is releasing? Did we already talk about that? No, really? They are? Subnautica is full release on in January. Oh, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud yeah. of them. They supposedly they finished everything. They just did a graphics overhaul, if I remember correctly, like oh two weeks ago in a patch. Graphics overhaul. Yeah, they like updated like all their graphic engines and like images and all that kind of stuff. Sick. So, I mean, the game I thought looked great before, but like you know, just it looked pretty yeah, good. Polishing it up. I mean, it's been in it's been in development and early access, releasing new content for like what is it? it's been like three years or something like that. Like for a it's while, it's been a long time. So, yeah. Like we've like we've said before on other Shenantix episodes, that is a great example of a company that does early access correct, in my opinion. Like they kept pushing out new content, the game they was getting better. Job. And if once they hit once it once it releases on full release in January, um, I feel like if anything, that's like that should that's a shining example of a company that's done early access in a way that is acceptable and good. I agree. So but I also think we should commend uh, like PUBG a little bit for getting this done so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's because they made like millions and millions of dollars <laughs> yeah. because of this game. Yeah, and a lot of indie companies can't say that, mm-hmm. but they got it done pretty quick. Yeah, no, they I mean, really if did. they if they didn't get all that tons of money that they got, I mean, we we would still be in mm-hmm. alpha, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's no, true. That's true. <laughs> so, so that's pretty awesome. That man. is pretty awesome. That is that is cool. It is cool. And we talked about it in our game of the year discussions for over two episodes, but uh, it was a great, yeah. great game for video game, great year for video games. I mean, um, just overall, we had such great content that was released and then just, I don't know, great, great things that happened, great models. We had bad stuff too, but I think overall, like you just, there's so many positive things to look at for 2017 in the video game realm. You know what? We are talking about video games. And I have to mention a little video game that I played yesterday. Oh, yeah. Tell me. I played two video games yesterday, actually. Did, didn't one of them win some type of award? Yes. All right. The um, Vanishing of Edith Finch. Yes. Yes. Is fantastic. Oh, yeah? Top three, my favorite game of this year. Really? It's two hours, and it's beautiful and weird, and we were all feeling sad last night. Like, it's a it's a heart-wrencher. Like, it really makes you feel for these characters mm-hmm. that are in this game. And, I mean, it, it really, like, we were talking about it today on stream that this game, like, this developer did such a good job because a lot of games like this are like there's a whole bunch of characters that you don't really care about and you don't really know anything about them mm-hmm. and you're just, they're just like spewing this hey I'm so deep dialogue that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. but this game did an amazing job at making you know who the characters are and jump into their lives and it was just beautiful man I think you is it honestly need to play is it, it. what remains of Edith Finch 
Yeah, what remains? Awesome. I'm looking at right now. And there's another van. I was thinking of the vanishing of Ethan Carter. That's another game that yeah. I have to play. Yeah. Um, I'm. Or whatever. Sounds amazing. It, there's also Steam's recommending it to me because of Gone Home, which, if you remember, was one of my game of the year picks when on a previous previous episode. So M Cole, the other game I played last oh, night God, no. went by the name of Gone. No. <laughs> no! Don't tell me you hate it. <laughs> Skanky, don't do this to me. Okay, I won't say I hate okay, it. Okay, tell me about Gone Home. I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aww, man. You're breaking my heart. No, it's all good. It's all good. What? Tell me, tell me about your feelings of the game. Uh, why? Why? Why do you feel this way? I need to know. All right. Number one, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Like, I only started understanding what was going on halfway, maybe, through the game. Okay. And, dude, there's a lot of reading. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I personally am not a big fan of games where I need to read absolutely everything mm -hmm. to understand yeah. the story. Okay. And I sometimes think it's a little lazy to do in video games, to just make people find letters and read them mm -hmm. and figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um. So I felt like as a video game, it just didn't sit well for me. All right. And like I I didn't really care about what was going on. Like I didn't really understand. Like I was like, oh, I'm in an empty house and my parents aren't here. Oh, my sister's gone. Okay. It's raining outside. <laughs> cool. And like I figured out what happened to the sister at the end, and I was like, Okay. Oh, but that Good was luck. so moving. Was it that? Like, why was it moving for you? Okay, so I feel like you and I experienced this game very differently. Okay. So, um, I agree with what you have said. Pretty much everything. Everything I agree with you. I, I feel like it's lazy okay. for games to present so much of their story through text and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I have to say that I feel like there is one little difference i think between like when you and i play video games um okay is i like oddly get in my head about stuff and so i feel like i like i got i got super immersed in this game i also was scared shitless at the beginning of this game because like it's at nighttime and you're in this empty house and it was super creepy to me and like okay. it was just like i don't get creeped out yeah it. see i i got creeped out by it it was very very like weird and i don't know i just i think from the beginning i just like something about it just i got invested in it right and like so okay now, when you're invested in it, and while I do agree with you that, like, conveying so much of a video game or through a story in a video game through text of things that you have to find is lazy, I feel like it works. A, it works well with this, and I feel like it works well with the story that it's telling, right? Like, you're in a home that you get home back home and no one's there. So it's almost like trying to present it as this like mystery of why is nobody here and fe things feel off and all that kind of stuff. But, like, as you like find stuff throughout the house, you're getting clues as to what might have happened. And so it's kind of going one way and try and tell you or lead you to believe it's a story of one type going this way. And then as you find out more, it kind of starts to take a turn in a different direction. And like that kind of like psych out was just, it was really kind of cool. And like, I feel like the, like, 
I felt so invested in learning more and finding things in the house that like I was kind of like seeking it out, right? So I didn't think more of like it's all this reading and all that kind of stuff. It was more like, okay, I need to find something else because I want to try and piece together the story and explore different areas and things like that. And that that's why I feel then I got so invested that the end reveal was so like moving to me. Um, and okay. I just thought that was just really just cool and I totally ate up that story. Um, was it a super unique story? No, not really, but like it was kind of, it's kind of one of the reasons why like we love video games, especially video games that tell stories because like you can watch a movie like, you know, Rogue One's a great example and have feelings based on how they portray it. But if you get really into or really immersed in a video game, you sometimes feel like you're living the story of that game. Right. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with Gone Home. And then I got through mm-hmm. it. And because I felt so immersed and so much like I'm doing the actions and living this game, that the end reveal was that like impactful for me. Like I like at the end of Gone Home, like, I literally just sat there. I was like, wow, like, holy crap. Wow. That was a great game. Just like almost like borderline speechless because I just really loved it. So, but that's, but like, I, but if you don't get like that immersed or never pulls you into that level, then it is just a game of wandering around, finding letters to read that like, all right, sounds good. I mean, cool story, bro. But like what, yeah, I mean, like, so I, I completely, Uh I completely understand your criticisms and work, not really criticism, but where you're coming from on this. Uh huh. So, yeah, no, like I could see why you like it. I just felt like besides her being my sister. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really understand why I would care. Besides her being gone, not there. I feel you know? like some of the information that you find regarding like your sister, like that's kind of what makes you care more. If uh-huh. you like if you started in the buying in to it because she's your sister, like you start to learn things like about her and her life through also kind of creepy snooping through all of her stuff. Um yeah. <laughs> a little creepy, a little weird, but like you start to learn stuff about her life and like some of it is relatable to people. Like I found some things that I'm learning about her like relatable to me and I feel like that gave me more buy-in on the story. At mm-hmm. times, which I don't know, I just there's something about it that I just I really really liked. I mean, a lot of stuff about it that I really liked. So the story. I feel like mm-hmm. if they made this game, okay, I think one of the problems is that I played it after Edith. Finished. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like Edith that. Yeah, really good yeah. game. But let me also say that even though I played it after Edith Finch, if it if I played it on its own, I feel like I would have had the same feelings. About yeah, it. because yeah. like it shouldn't matter. Yeah, but if I were to compare the two. I cared about the characters in Edith Finch because I played as them. Okay. And I and I was them and I saw what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like a lot there's not a lot of reading in Edith Finch because a lot of it is told to you by the people who who like and there's a little bit of that in Gone Home. Like she says random tidbits every once in a while when you find stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the story is really like I mean, there's this part in Edith Finch where, like, you're playing this guy. Like, I'm going to explain the most boring thing to you possible. You're playing this guy who works at a fish factory. Mm -hmm. Boring as shit. All you're doing is taking a fish and putting its head in the chopper and then throwing it away. Mm -hmm. And they make it so interesting that, I mean, it was so beautiful. 
like how you were able to be this person doing this thing. And like, I felt like in Gone Home, it was just like me, it, it was wa- me walking around a house, figuring out things about my sister, and then finding out why she's not there, and then being like, okay, so my mom and dad are on vacation, mm-hmm. and I'm here by myself, and my sister's doing this thing. Okay, I'm gonna go order some pizza. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe I didn't get so tangled up in this story about her but because i didn't really have the i didn't really care about but you also don't really know that your parents are on vacation well until like yeah and so like at first it's like like parents didn't like pick me up but came to their house like no one's here where is everyone the house is kind of like a little bit disheveled it's not like imperfect or yeah i mean it's just like there's kind of like this eerie what's going on mystery feel to it I guess, yeah. It's all it's a very different way of telling a story too. Right? And also don't know what the budgets are behind these, but like Edith Finch clearly sure. would have cost more money. I have not even played it, but just based on what you've said, sounds like it would have cost more money to develop, right? And it's, uh yeah, I guess. So. I, I, I so I it could be it could be that, but like there's also I mean, I don't know. It's, I feel like there are different ways to tell a story. Um some could be better than others. But I feel like the story behind Gone Home, like I said, really moved me for some reason. Okay, that's fine. So it was. We can agree. We can agree to disagree on this. Yeah. Oh no, no, I agree. Different, different. We can love to hate one another. I hate you. We're never doing shenanigans again. Never. never. And I'm never taking any video game recommendation from from you. Ever. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to play this Edith Finch and just hate it out of spite. <laughs> do it. You won't. You can't. <laughs> Probably true. I do love good stories. I really do. And it's it's kind of reminds me of Gone Home, kind of. I'm going to love it. And it has, like, not really puzzles, but, like, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But let me just tell you, you, you play as a cat a little bit in this mm. game, and it's amazing. <sighs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. You should really play I will, it, I will. Like, next stream. I'm, I'm thinking about because it. My, my... It was honestly so beautiful. <sighs> I'm excited. I am really, really excited. So, I want... Let's get the developer on here from, from uh, them. Oh, that'd be so cool. Do an interview. Yeah. Yes. Can you reach out to him? Because you do yeah. have the email password. <laughs> Shit, I haven't checked the email in like three months. <laughs> you know, the developer might have emailed us asking if they could hop on the podcast, knowing that this was going to happen. So I just have no idea. I keep cutting you off. What were you going to say? Uh, hi. <laughs> hey. I said, as like the developer could have emailed us like, uh, like, like months ago. Oh, yeah. It's and we possible. just have no idea. I just have no idea. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we could have gotten a lot more offers for like a million dollars. That, that also, we probably have like yeah, the spam inbox is just going to be uh, through the <laughs> roof. Wow. Yummy sent us a G- an email, a Gmail. <gasps> Yummy sent us a Gmail How? on October 24th. <sighs> She's probably like, why do these people hate, us? They hate me? She said feedback in the subject. Oh, board. no. <laughs> All right. This is this is a really long email. Oh, my God. We, let's talk about it off podcast. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's good. It's, it's fine. Good. Okay. I quick read it. <laughs> she says, Dear Shenantics, yes. you're doing great. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Yummy. She's one of the best people in the world. Oh, all right. Thank you, Yummy. You're amazing. And then we got an email from Web Meg Web Expert that says, Hello. She hates our bonnet. This is offer for your website to get first page in Google. 
Reply this mail. If you are interested in service, we will send you full proposal, comma. I think we are first page for shenanigans. Should I respond and say we're already first yeah, page? Yeah, we're first page and first result. We're our first two results. <laughs> Fuck off! We're also, oh my, we're first, out of the first four, we're the top three. Also, I'm really, I'm going to go see what Urban Dictionary says for shenanigans. And, uh, uh. Why? Is there a questionable Google result in there? It, I mean, the third result is Urban Dictionary for shenanigans, but it's, uh. Oh. It's nothing. Oh, for me, it's the second one. Oh, wow. The Google bubbles. It's really nothing. It's the combination of shenanigans and antics, which I believe we talked about in the first two episodes of shenanigans. Dude, do you see the first, uh, like the first um, example? Anime voiceover. Wait, which ones? No, it says "fuck Nick." I am sick of your shenanigans. Oh my god! It's the first example. I did not even notice that. That is, and it says "Mark," which is kind of like "empire." <laughs> Should I edit this? Should I, should I see if I can edit the definition to be like... Oh, Yo, let's do it. Oh. A great podcast with two guys. Yes. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh my god, dude. I'm called, do you have a food finish? Oh, uh, you're skipping a few beats. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh shit, we didn't do something. No, we? but I'm going to do it because I'm going to save the day swooping in like a phoenix. Something else? Yes, I have a small streamer shout out this week. Oh my god. Stinky was just like a little too excited to like pa pass the food finish off over to me. He's like, we gotta move to oh, that real yeah. quick before. I got a little excited. I wanted to get it out of, like I wanted to. Yeah. Jump the gun there. Oh, you jumped yeah. the gun. Sorry, bud. So, Jump the top gun. Yeah, but no, uh, this week we have a really awesome um, small streamer shout out that was recommended to us by <gasps> fan and friend of the show, Lady Commander. Um, our small streamer shout out this week is Shelved Games, twitch.tv slash S H E L V E D Games. Um, awesome, really, really, really cool freaking streamer. Also, I think this might be, is this a first? Maybe, maybe a first. Um, also has a podcast at uh, Shelved. No, second. Second, we've done this before. Someone else has had a podcast. Biggest, when I shout out Biggest, oh, he has okay. a podcast. Yes, and Boone. Boone also has a podcast. I believe we shout out Boone. Oh, three. All right, never mind. Sorry, it's not a first. Shit, I, I just I hyped this up too much. <laughs> hyped this up too much. No, but um, but he also has a podcast at shelvedgames.com. The podcast talks about video games and stuff like that. Um, Really, really, really cool streamer. His schedule is Monday to Thursday starting at 6 or 7 Pacific time. Um, Another really cool thing about him is that he is also in the charity streaming raising money for charities um like extra life and according to lc that he just ended a big push for raising money for extra life on december 2nd and raised i quote a boatload of money um which is really wow. really cool if you guys don't that's great if you guys don't know on twitch there is there is a very very big portion of twitch that does raise money for charities which is such a great cool thing that um the gaming community and streaming community does is raise money for um various charities a lot of them are uh focused on children that are sick with various you know in various ways uh like that's what extra life focuses on so it's uh that is a really really cool thing and it's great to kind of you know shout out and 
put a little spotlight on streamers that do do that because props to them. That is some tough stuff. And That's it's awesome. Uh, it's great. So absolutely do go check them out. Twitch.tv slash shelved games um, and also shelvedgames.com if you want to check out the podcast. So look at that. Sick. They have a dot com? M. Cole, what are we doing? I mean, ours rocks. That's true. Never mind. <laughs> You're right. Shenantics and Dot Rocks. Uh, but yeah, so absolutely do go check them out. If you guys do, let them know that Shenantics sent you. Definitely. Oh my God, Emcall, I forgot yes. something. Do you have a food for Oh my goodness. Skanky. Skanky. I have a, I have a, yeah. I have a drink finish. I don't like juice. <sighs> All right. Uh, so that was another <laughs> No. Okay. So mine is a beverage finish, and I need to know. The drink created and sold by the Coca-Cola company, what do you call that? What is the, the generic term for the drink that is produced by the Coca-Cola company? Coke. And if you were to buy a Sprite? A Sprite. <laughs> you just used wait, proper wait, nouns the entire time. Do you call it soda, what you, pop, what you... Coke, or some other thing? Oh, <laughs> Oh, well, I'm a normal person. And I say soda. <sighs> Don't tell me you say pop. It's, uh, it's a Midwest thing. I say pop. No. I think soda sounds better, but I can't. I mean, the one that pops into my brain is pop every single time. If I'm like, oh, hey, can I get a pop? I want to uh, say soda. You know what also happens? If you live in the Chicagoland area and you say soda, people make fun of you. Like, oh, Mr. Soda over really? here. Yes. Yes. The, the pain that you're feeling knowing that I say pop is like the exact pain that people that say pop here when I'm like, I want to be a soda guy now. Can we just also say... <laughs> I'm gonna be a soda guy. We also just agree that the people that call everything Coke, Coke is they're the worst. Terrible. <laughs> How do you do that? I know, I know. Yeah, you know, people in the South do that, right? Yes, yeah. I think it's more of a southern dialect thing. Uh, which actually so that was a cool thing. The reason why I was asking is it was a little bit of a food finish. Um, but uh I think it was it was either in the Shenantics Discord or one of my Discord rooms. People were posting the like um online quizzes to see like where your dialect come fr comes from right and like where it most matches up across the country by asking you you uh -huh. know what do you call certain things um and it was just it was really really cool to see how it lines up for people and a lot of like to see where you could trace the roots to like oh why is it that you say something that's from this area it's like oh well my mom was born in california and raised there right even though i live oh. in chicago now like i might have gotten it from that part so it was it was really really cool to see people posting their results from that and see what like their end map ended up being which was really really nice and then um teddy took it and he's over in ireland and so it's like they had like a heat map like red was like you whatever you say was like really concentrated or came from like this area and like blue is like definitely not and like so many of his maps are just like blue across the entire united states and he's like what the fuck is wrong with you guys that's <laughs> like, amazing so but no, it was it was it was really 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 cool so uh, we'll have a link for that in the show notes but it was um, it's just, I think it's really cool to see how people say it as different things, depending on kind of not necessarily where they're from in the country, as I think that plays a big part. But um, another one is also like they're influenced by their parents or where they went to school or where they grew up and everything like that. So I agree. There's also a great website uh, called pop soda.com and it gives you an interactive map. Oh, really? Uh, to show you where everyone says the different. Very cool. Things, yeah. um, which is really interesting, actually. Yeah. 
Um, because a lot of people do call it pop. Yeah, they do. And I don't. I just I don't get it, man. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, it's, I guess it's always going to be soda for me. I mean, but. okay, we we said that the worst was like the people that just call it all Coke, but like the second worst are just like really, dude. Let's go Hamilton, man. Like Aaron Burr, if you don't stand for anything, what are you going to fall for and all that kind of stuff? Um, uh-huh. but like the ones that like really got to just pick a side is the freaking soda pop people. What can I, what do you want? All the, all the oh, soda pop, don't please. Give me that I literally put my finger up. I'm like, can I have a soda pop, please? My brother's in the other room and he's fucking pointing at himself saying he's a soda pop person. I think I have to disown him and tell him he has to fly his ass back to Colorado and not come home. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about soda pop. Oh, it's soda pop. And yeah, the, the, the Twitch streamer. So, yeah, you're right. That might be that might be what he's talking That's about. All right, I, I I'm sorry, I overreacted. <laughs> but yeah, th- th- yeah, yeah apologize. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry, Casey. I'm sorry. You're talking about the streamer, but uh, but no, yeah, so, soda pop people. That pick a damn side. <laughs> pick a damn side. You idiot. So, do you know what a bubbler is? A bubbler? Uh, no, I have no idea. Peoplehood in Wisconsin. That's what they call water fountains. What? You know, like the water fountains, you hit it and water comes out like in public. Yeah, but why? I have no idea. They're weird. They're weird. If you're from Wisconsin, I'm sorry, but it's weird to call it a bubbler. I feel like that was that was like they some like 17th century hipster. Whenever the water fountain was created, some hipster was like, I don't want to call it a water fountain. We're gonna call it a bubbler. Because we're cool. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that one that one's bad. That one's rough. A bubbler? So I guess it's easier to say than water fountain, but still. Are we saying that we're now going to call it a bubbler? No. <laughs> no, that, that's one step. That's a bridge too far. We are hard, hard no now. on the bubbler. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, I think you God. and I are eventually, like, maybe in the next year of shenantics, we got to come up. We got we have to coin a term for something that we originated here. Oh, I would love right? to. Like that, that'll be our lasting legacy. Was shenantics not good enough? No, no, that's a proper noun. We need a we need a oh, common true. generic okay. for something else. So, okay, right. or we can morph shenantics into something else. Like, what is shenantic? It's blah, whatever that is. But well, we got time. We got time. We have another year of this podcast to come up with it. So, okay, all right. How about we do shenantics with an X instead of an A? Ooh, why didn't we ever think about this when we were coming up with names? You are all oh, about. God, you was... are all about the X, Mister. <laughs> I don't know. That's how my that's how my echo says it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> it just it literally just like breaks down. <laughs> like smoke and steam it starts coming. Yeah, coming. Smoke <laughs> comes out of its the top of it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's great. It's great. So all right, you guys. That has been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning. Uh, like I said at the beginning, this is your Christmas present for uh, on Monday. If you guys celebrate, unwrap the podcast and listen with your family. I'm sure they're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Um, you can find the podcast wherever you find podcasts including the itunes store and google play store or at our website at shenantics.rocks if you have a chance you should leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes uh my brother also has a podcast i can't shout out right now but uh he i think he's beating us on ratings and reviews so you guys gotta gotta help us win the fight there what the i know i know he's got he's he's popular he's popular he's having a he's having a wristband event at a bar this week to raise money for his podcast so he's uh he's he's doing a right skanky i know i know i he gets money (laughs) right i know uh, so anyways that's gonna be it's gonna be we got a competition now we got competition which is why i can never shout out his podcast um 
Shit. <laughs> Anyways, if you guys have any comments or questions for us, you can send us a tweet at uh, twitter.com slash shenanticspod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. A little bit of a note on the email. Skinky follows up on all emails within 24 hours hours so probably the best way to get a hold of <laughs> yep. us um, and if you want to join the conversation head over shenantics.rocks slash about and there's an invite link to our discord server where you can join all the other shenantics fanatics and discuss cool awesome stuff like which way you say it's soda or pop skanky where can they find you on the internet you know i'm called we forgot to do something Uh-oh. we forgot to thank all the listeners for listening to our podcast for 50 oh my gosh we did thank you you how could this is why we're not this is why we're, this is why we're popular <laughs> this is why people don't like us <laughs> exactly we no one we don't thank yeah we, we didn't say that we didn't say that you know that is that is uh that is mine and skanky's joint best thing about 2017 is all of you guys yes i think yeah that download the podcast you know every week or even not every week if you just listened once twice or just every once in a while thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our hearts but listen more but thank yes, you from the bottom of our hearts to <laughs> the ridiculous banter that we have every week oh that you terrible guys, uh you guys take part in so and i love yes, i love seeing snaps and tweets and stuff like that about people listening to shenantics it really does warm my heart so mm, me too but, thank me you too. thank you thank you for listening thank you all of you for listening skanky where can they find you on the internet you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y. And Uncle, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv, mcole underscore, M-C-U-L, the underscore symbol, and the same username on Twitter, twitter.com slash mcole underscore skanky. 50 episodes, 2017, closing it out. Thank you so much, bud. Another 50 more. Another 50 more. I'll talk to you Then we're done. Yes. Then we're done. All right, see you later. (laughs) Hard capped what? 220? <laughs> Hard capped 20. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye.